Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray Paul Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and man, listen, even though technology will fail you at times, sometimes you just got to rock and roll with it. So, Ray, it is a Friday, and um, we've got Christmas games, we've got the NFL Week 16, and we have to say a rest in peace to the legend, Dick Emberg, someone grew up watching did the Olympics, Wimbledon, NBA Finals, Super Bowls, anything you can imagine. You have a, a great memory of Dick Emberg, Ray? You know, I don't think I have a single memory of him, a singular memory of him. I just remember him being everywhere. I just remember Dick Emberg doing exactly UCLA that. basketball games, doing oh, yeah. Broncos football games, doing national, you know, NBC telecast, like you say, doing the Olympics. He's one of those guys like an Al Michaels, you know, like a Marv Albert. He wasn't as, as dynamic as Marv Albert or Gus Johnson or somebody like that, but he was the consummate professional. And he could do any sport and just was, was a pleasure to listen to and really got us through so many sporting events and so many sports. So, yeah, Dick Emberg, that's, uh, you know, that's our guy, and especially people out in L.A. who heard him too, not only the, the pro stuff, but also the college. Did a lot of UCLA basketball games. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to Dick Emberg. Yeah, no, definitely. Legend, definitely. And remember uh, when you said the college basketball, I thought about college basketball on NBC. He used to do the UCLA games. And uh, I remember. I think remember that. So let's get to the NFL, yeah, man. It's week 16. Um, I guess a little side note your boy is in our league. I don't know how many years we've been doing our real ball league on the, you know, it used to be CBS boys now ESPN. It's been a long time, but Tay's in the chip. I'm rolling with big Ben. I got like Howard Miller, you know, a lot of people in the championship this weekend. And I've got all these guys for receiver from Cooper cup, picking up Mike Wallace, Latavius Bryant, Juju Smith. And in my head, I'm like, Ray, what's the best way to attack? Because you kind of want players, right, that have something to play for. You know, you write about Jarvis Landry because the Dolphins aren't playing for anything and then he's got a matchup with Marcus Peden. So what advice would you give to our audience and maybe throw a little to Tay's way for championship starting lineups for, uh, you know, fantasy football championships for all the listeners out there who have the same dilemmas? Well, I like this approach of playing – players that have something to play for, although it is week 16, right? right? So you figure even, even if it's just for a contract or for next year, there's always something to play for. Bonuses. Um, Right. Bonuses. Right. We, we don't know all the player bonuses, but uh, some of them, you know, some of the, for the major players, you know what they are. I would say, I would say don't stray too far from 
what your gut tells you in week 10, right? It, just because it's week 16 doesn't mean it's totally different. So try to take the healthy players and, and try to take the players that are going to see the football. I'm all about, you know, the more touches you have, the more looks you have, the more targets you have, the more chances. A guy like Mike Wallace, for example, he doesn't get targeted enough. But if he catches them, he catches them for a lot of yards. But I don't want to play that game in week 16 for the championship. You know, I'd rather take the guy in right. the PPR league, right? So I'd rather take yep. the guy that's going to get 10 targets, six catches, because that's already six points. Because Mike Wallace would have to catch a, a 50-yard bomb to get you six points, because that's, you know, one catch plus the five points for the 50 yards. So I like the guys that have a lot of looks that are integral parts of their offense. So I know you had a, a dilemma between Tariq Cohen and, uh, and, and Josh ha- and Josh Howard. And Howard. Um, so I would say Howard gets the ball more often. Cohen makes the dynamic plays. But to me, like just grind and ground and pound and get those points, rack up those points because you don't want to get a boom or bust. You know, you just. Well, yeah, yeah, right. It's great advice, and it's, it's usually what I say. But can we can we give Josh Howard a shout out though? Even though I call Jordan Howard <laughs> Josh Howard, can we give a shout out ACC Player Howard of the Year? Yeah, ACC Player of the Year, and then he played in Dallas, and then he got hurt a little bit. But yeah, that, maybe we should bring back our, our "Where You At" Wednesday segment and figure out where is he? Where uh, he is Josh Howard? And a lot of the ACC greats, I was just talking today, physical therapy with one of the guys, and I was like, man, one of the best things I ever saw was what Williams against Tom Kuzuwata. You know, you're talking about great matchups and, you know, great players. And we'll get to college basketball. We'll get to NBA, some good Christmas games. So, Ray, let's start. Um, I don't really have so much internet access, but I know we have the games on Saturday. It's nothing for the playoffs, Colts and Ravens and Vikings and Packers. So we move it along for the folks. It's Christmas Eve. It should be fascinating. And I do know that you have the rematch from two weeks ago from a Thursday night when Kamara went out. Falcons against the Saints. Break it down for me. What do you think is going to happen? This is huge. First of all, give give the Saints credit with two Pro Bowl running backs. We didn't really talk about the Pro Bowl teams, but Kamara and your boy, the Heisman Trophy winner, Mark Ingram. Now, remember, this is the same team that brought in Adrian Peterson at the beginning of the year. So they definitely didn't think that they had 2,000-yard runners and two all-pro backs in the backfield. But give them credit for, for, you know, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, also for realizing that that's where the talent base lies on their team. So Saints and Falcons, you know what? <sighs> New Orleans is favored by six points, and that's too much. That is too much to me. These Falcons are starting to put it together, and this is exactly where they were last year. They were 9-5. and five. They won their last two to go 11-5 and five and win the division. Falcons are tough. I think the Saints are a little bit better at home. I think they'll win maybe by a point or two. I don't like the six points. Uh, but I'll say ball right. control and an explosive play here and there. So Saints, D has probably been more consistent uh, than the Falcons. So I'll say 28-27. High-scoring game, Falcons win at home and pretty much uh, uh, pull away 
Cleveland will pretty much pull away from the Falcons in terms of uh, uh, you know winning that division, right? right? Obviously, Carolina and the Falcons are are all you know all trying to stake a claim for that NFC South. So I'll say close game. And all three of them might make the playoffs, you know. More than likely, yeah. If it ends right now, that's right. And your boy Alvin Kamal went out. I guess what first or second quarter last time they played. So what's so great is that he's there. But Tevin Coleman's back. It is in New Orleans where we know Drew Brees plays much better. And you got to believe the issue. The one issue is safety. Vicario's out for the season, so he's done for the Saints. And yeah, you know, he's out. been a stud. Carl's out, but they still have a lot of more to match up with Julio Jones, which is a must-see matchup. Um, I like the Saints as well. You're right about the spread, but I do think the Saints should be able to edge them. I'm going to say 28-26, and I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, it's back and forth. I just feel like Matt Ryan has not been himself or his best season, which was last year. He's kind of dropped back. Maybe it's the OC, maybe it's not. So what's next? What's the, what's the next game? I know we got some other good um... Rams and Titans. Yeah, so we got the ten and four Rams Ooh. at the eight and six Titans. Just to give you a sense, the Rams are. A, think about the Vegas is coming around. The Rams are a six and a half point favorite in Tennessee. How you like them apples? Wow. Well. The one thing that I main issue I have with the Titans is they have struggled to get points. As good as their defense has been, Mariota's had ups and downs, you know, just almost like Jameis, and both of them haven't been healthy this season. I don't think the Titans, they have a chance of losing out because next week is against the Jaguars, and the Titans, if the Chargers can win, miss the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Rams, and the Rams, in winning this, will win the division. They are still battling for the number two seed, which they can easily, you know, obtain if somehow the Packers could shock the Vikings, but I don't think that'll happen. But they can at least solidify the three and not fall down to the Saints for four. So I'm going to take the Rams in a weird game. Remember, our boy Jeezy, the leading scorer in the league, point-getter, is out for the season, which hurt me in fantasy. Had to pick up your boy Graham Gano. The Rams will win this one. I'm going to say 23-16 over the Titans. Wow. Okay. So you think the Titans can't score at all? I actually think the Titans are going to win the game. I think they will wow. keep it close. They'll grind. They'll pound. They will contain Goff and Gurley. Uh, and I think they'll win the game. I think between uh, uh, Henry and <laughs> well, that's what I thought. And I had him on two of my three fantasy teams. Like, can I just vent for a second? I was number three overall yeah, score. Let, let and I missed it's been a rough year for And me. I missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. Year, on a tiebreaker. Uh, so, anyway, having said all of that, um, I think the Titans <laughs> win a close game. I think it'll be low scoring. But I think they put the clamp down a little bit on the Rams. So I'll say they win 23-20 in a low-scoring game. Titans defend the home field, move to 9-6, and six and basically send the Rams down to 10-5. and five. All right, next game. Let's, get this, let's keep this moving. Bills what do we got? What do we got? The Patriots. Oh, yes, the, the revenge Patriots, game. This is, this is the 8-6 and six Bills. 
against the eleven and three they Patriots. Still get obviously, that Patriots card. are playing. Patriots are playing for home field throughout. Uh, you know, obviously they beat your Steelers, so they if they win two, the Steelers win two. They the, that game will be played in Foxborough, and there's no reason to believe that the one and two seeds won't meet up again in the playoffs. But the yeah. Bills really need this game. And so, do they have a chance? Vegas says they're eleven and a half point underdogs. What do you say? I say the Bills have a shot, and they could shock the world. I think they'll fall a little short, but I think they lose a close one, twenty-seven, twenty-four. And I would not play Gronk all four quarters. They're saying everything nice, you know, and he's cleaned it up, white in terms of whatever. But his teammates are going to have his back. If they have any opportunities to hurt Gronk or give him some extra hits, he's going to get them. His hit was really dirty, and I think they're really upset about it. Their best revenge is winning the game. And, you know, Tyrod and, 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 and Shady can do that, but this is not the great Bills defense that it was two, three years ago. So I think the Patriots Are win you- 27-24. Are you thinking there's going to be a Marty Lyons giving him the business situation going on? There's going to be some business. I hope not. You're I hope the game is clean. And I hope look, so, Look, if too, you can hit him hard, just hit him hard, but hit him clean, right? Don't don't hit him. Like, if, if you can block him hard and you can knock him to the ground and, you know, you get a good, good clean hit on him, I'm all for that. Just don't, you know, don't hit anybody below the knees and when they're not looking. And, and yeah, he definitely wasn't, you know, was, was in the wrong. Uh, I'll say Saint, is roughly Kelvin the same. Is Kelvin Benjamin healthy like enough build, for them? Is your boy Benjamin playing? Is he healthy enough? I think so. I think the game will be close. I think the Bills keep it close. But ultimately, I don't think Tyrod Taylor can make the plays, even if they're within a striking distance. So I think the Patriots win, but don't cover. I'll say they win. And it's at home. So I'll say they win 30-24. to So relatively high-scoring game. Uh, So the rest of the game is not that great. Chargers and Jets, Broncos and Redskins. Bucks and Panthers, Jaguars and Niners, and then we get to one last game: Seahawks and Cowboys. Both eight and six, both with an Ooh. outside chance of making the playoffs. So loser is definitely out. So who wins and who loses? This one's difficult because honestly, it's one of those games where you feel like Zeke is back, Sean Lee's playing. That should be it, but. I feel like that's just too easy, right? It's too easy. I still feel like the wide receivers don't get separation, but Zeke kind of cures that a little. I want to say that the Seahawks, after last week's embarrassment, like there's the worst scenario for the Cowboys that they got embarrassed. So I think it goes back and forth. And I think Russell Wilson has one last miracle in him, and they win 27-26 to edge the Cowboys and finally put their nail in the coffin. Zeke will have a home. 34 yards and two touchdowns, though. So I'm going to say the Cowboys win 27-24 also, the other Mm. side of that coin. But my fear is the NFC playoff game of two years ago when Aaron Rodgers completes that Mm. pass to Jared Cook and they go out to the big lead, Dallas comes back, and then they come back and steal the game. And so – I'm fearful that Russell Wilson could do that to this Cowboys defense, which is not that good. And uh, granted, Sean Lee is back, right, but right. they still have a lot of holes. So I'm very fearful. I'm going to be watching so that game with bated breath. Okay. Young okay. and Russell. And then what do we got? That's so, yeah. the Sunday night game, right? Yeah, that's the Sunday night. No, that's uh, 425. 
Sunday. There is no Sunday okay, night game for this Sunday? Christmas Eve. Oh, that's right. So right, the, we have the that's the late game. Jaguars, Niners. Yeah, and then Christmas afternoon we have Steelers, Texans, and Steelers, Raiders, Texans. Eagles. So really, not that much to talk Steelers about. Steelers should blow them Hopefully, out. I think it'll be like thirty-one, thirteen, and then the. Eagles, Raiders, Ray, I feel bad. I think the Eagles will put it on the Raiders. I mean, for folks in fantasy, you're hoping that Marshawn Lynch or somebody does something. If you, you know, are in the finals, hopefully Cooper, but not much going on with those. So what do we got Christmas right. Day? So really Next quickly. The Celtics last night, NBA, Cavs, Cavs right. Warriors. You tell me, what, what's going to happen? No Curry, no yeah, so that's the marquee game, 3 o'clock. So just tell the fans, we got the Sixers and Knicks okay, at 12. We got the Cavs Warriors okay. at 3. We got the Wizards and Celtics at 5.30. We've got the Rockets Ooh. and Thunder, which should be a great game, at 8. That's and then we got game. the T-Wolves and Lakers, uh, young talent at 10.30. But really you focus on that the Cavs That might be surprisingly good, too, though. Yeah, it'll That'd be a good, good game. Too. It's a lot of talent on the floor. And because that game's in L.A., it'll probably be closer than if it was in Minnesota. Um, hey, they beat the Rockets the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cavs, Wizards. You know what? I hate to say this. Cavs, Warriors. It doesn't even matter. Cavs and Warriors. Sorry, it doesn't no. even matter. It's like, you know, talk to me in, in June because right now it's like a boxing match. They're going to feel each other out. They're going to play. They're going to do some different rotations. They're not going to show all their – I mean, these two teams have played basically a grind them out, uh, what was it, five, six, and seven. So uh, that's 18 games in the NBA Finals the last three years. So, you know what, the, the game will be close. I think ultimately the Warriors will pull away just because in the fourth quarter they have too much offense. They'll execute down the stretch. They miss Steph, no big deal. They miss KD, no big deal. They can lose any of the big four, maybe any two of the big four, and still be well, Draymond an Green offensive comes back juggernaut. Home. So it's, it's going to yeah. be Durant against So he'll LeBron, have that game under the his belt. Yeah. He'll have that game under his belt. And you know what? Again, I, I, I think the I Cavs are going to win, right? LeBron's... You do? Okay. You I think, think the Cavs are going to win. Put forth a 40 minute effort and is going to have one, what, they like play 30, later on. 10, this and 10. in Cleveland, right? The game's in Cleveland? No, this one's in Golden State. This one's in uh, Okay, Oakland. so they're going to Golden State. Yeah, I, I, I think that they're going to edge it out. I think Kevin Love, who had 27 last night, he's been playing really well. He'll be an all-star. I think, you know, Jay Crowder, we might see him show up in terms of defense. I just think Kyle Korver and the guys, I for some reason, I think LeBron, is he's going to – He's playing like he's 27, not about to be 33 or 34, or whatever he's about to be. So I, I, I can see them edging it out. One, I'll say one, 111 to 108. LeBron does his right. 35, 13, and 11 triple double. I got the yeah, I got the Warriors winning. Let me just give you a stat. I'll get you out of here on this. Rockets and okay. Thunder. Did you know the Rockets are 12 and one on the road? 12 and 1 on the road. They're 25 and 5 total. So that means they're 13 and 4 at home, but they're 12 and 1 on the road. That offense apparently travels. Uh, they're going to go to the Thunder. When, if, and when do the Thunder turn it around? Because you and I would both agree they're not a 15 and 15, 16 and 15 team. They're not a 500 team, or at least they shouldn't be. Um, I don't. I, I think it could get weird where they might actually 
trade Paul George to the Rockets before the end of the season or try to get something for him. I don't think he's going to stay in Oklahoma City Thunder. And I thought they would work much better than they are. And maybe it's got to be that Russell just stops trying to fit them in. And he, like he did a couple of nights ago when they won, and Melo only had six shots and they won. I think Russell's got to be the guy, instead of everybody shooting 17 shots a game where they were all averaging, Russell's got to shoot the 22, let George shoot 17, and Melo shoot 14. They've got to, they've got to you know, let Russell be kind of who he is, the MVP guy, and let them fill in where they should fill in. So either way, I think it'll be fun. I do think they step up for the Rockets, and I think Harden wins and uh, gets it done. Surprisingly so, no Spurs, no Raptors, a lot of good teams that are not going to be playing on Christmas Day, but the fans should be interested. Yeah, they're not and, sexy um, enough. But you know what is sexy is DeMar DeRozan scoring a career-high 46 last night and the Toronto Raptors winning, what, uh, 11 out of 12 or something like that. They, that's they what I'm talking about, right? They're the second they or third best record in the games. league, right? Yeah, fourth best They're record in the league. I mean, it, it's crazy. Well, so, real quick, as we, as we leave, were you surprised that the, uh, you know, Porzingis comes back and then they, they kind of beat the Celtics almost easily? Like, what was it, by 12, 8 points, something like that? They, they won pretty easily. At the Garden. Yeah, second they half, the they pulled away. You know what? Christmas Day. They can, but this is the problem with this Nick team, is that on any given night, especially if Zinger and Hardaway are playing well, and then you get some boards from Canner, Courtney and you Lee, get anything from, Canner, from, yeah. from Courtney Lee in the backcourt, and then the, 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 the surprise was Michael Beasley, right? Be easy with 36 Be and 30 key. There is a reason why he was he was a uh, Big 12 Player of the <laughs> Year, pick. number two player in the yeah. draft, behind Derrick Rose, uh, in front of in front of Kevin Love and uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Let's, let's keep let's you know, give the whole story. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the truth of the matter is, this guy is an offensive juggernaut when his head is right. He's a left hand, and, and not just because he's a lefty. You know, I got feelings for lefties, but. He's, he's got a unique skill set that he can put the ball in the basket. When you give him time, space, and shots, he is a shot maker. And you know what? If he gives the Knicks some punch off the bench, the problem I have, we talked about this off air, is the Knicks still need more talent. And you know what? I'm fearful the Knicks will win 40 games and then 40, 42, <laughs> and 43, and, and then no, always be in this, yeah, always be in this, like, not really getting better in the draft, having to overpay guys like Tim Hardaway, not really attracting that marquee free agent. Porzingis is your best player, so you're really not, you know, vying for a championship. You'll be, you'll be that, you know, five, six, seven, eight seed in the East, but you're not vying for a championship. That's my fear. I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's great. Have a you know a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great Hanukkah. Now we got Christmas and Kwanzaa coming up. So just love on your family. Open up some great gifts. Get some hot cocoa. It's cold and you know shoot. It's even cold in L.A. and Arizona, Texas. It's been cold all over the whole country. So everybody's feeling winter. It officially started uh, what yesterday, and uh, today's the first full day, I believe. So just enjoy it. Have fun. Watch some basketball, some football, and kind of weird to have football on christmas day but to have two games that'll be different well so, you get football and basketball so that's crazy that's you what get i'm your saying Steelers both on Knicks. christmas day 
Hey, I I can't complain. It's a good day for uh, no, life is good. For Tay, aka Dad, life is good. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be back on <laughs> Tuesday. Sum up week sixteen. We'll give you the playoff picture. What's going to happen week seventeen? We'll hear if Tay won his championship. The whole nine. So everybody have a great sports weekend, and, uh, and we will catch you on the backside. We are out. Peace. See ya. Ho, 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 ho.